Welcome to episode 44 of In Touch, the Bio- In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and this week I am excited to have my guest, Frederick Van Johnson, from the This Week in Photo podcast. How you doing, Frederick? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, frazzled like you are and everybody yeah. else is for this, you know, right before the holidays, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's been the frazzled time for work and I know you were, we were both been pretty busy here going on a lot of stuff and uh, we try to squeeze in as much as we can. You got, uh, you, you got a lot going on and so does I, so do I. So it's, uh, it's been an exciting time here for, for the end of the year here. So yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I appreciate you being here. We're going to uh, t- talk a little about you, a little bit about you, and we'll also I'll, I'll also be hitting in with uh, I, what I do with all my new guests to find out what iOS gear you, you have in your bag. Uh, so we, okay. so that's what we do is we talk iOS here. So uh, topic this week, of course, and what a no brainer is iOS photography because uh, you are you do have a, a great course as far as as well as a lot of other great uh, uh, knowledge of iOS photography. So that's I thought would be a good topic this week. Perfect. And then I, I and we do a little bit of news. Uh, we'll talk about that, and uh, some. So you got we got a couple apps and gear picks as well. So we'll, we'll just get right into it. So, uh, two new, the two new the two news stories I had this week, and the news was kind of light this week. Uh, there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot to, lot to talk about, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, Apple did see the the first public betas of iOS twelve point one point two. Nothing real exciting apparently, because uh, they just released it about six days after twelve point one point one released, and uh, looks like uh, all we're really seeing is just some minor bug fixes. Apple really wasn't in much detail with that. Uh, a little more update with uh, the eSIM support, which I talked about in the last episode. Uh, I don't know if you were familiar with that. Uh, yeah, I am. I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I'm. I'm actually pretty excited about that. I. I. I uh, during my Apple user group uh, discussion last Saturday, I. I talked pretty extensively about uh, how eSIM is going to be pretty exciting, being able to have uh, two phones uh, in one, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Not have to carry uh, two of your phones with you and. Uh, well, the work the workaround to so far has been Google Voice, right? So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a proper phone number in my phone. I, I can't imagine that. Just seems like science fiction to me. So yeah. I, I can't wait to do it. No, me me too. So far, uh, the the carriers uh, have are on hundred percent on board. Right at this as we speak uh, during this recording is uh, AT and T and Verizon. Uh, T Mobile is not too far behind. Actually, I was talking to us a, a, a support rep yesterday. Which is I can't say anything about it yet. I'm like, I, yeah, I pretty much know what you guys are gonna do. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of just officially announcing it. So I'm on T-Mobile. So I'm, I'm, I'll be excited to see what I, what I can do. Yeah, I mean, I'm AT and T. Yeah, I'm excited. And yeah. I think just to just to piggyback on that a little bit, I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I mean, you and I both, you know, and and lots of people now increasingly so are are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and right. people that just sort of work for themselves versus working for a corporation. Not that there's anything wrong with working for a corporation, right. you know, with an asterisk, but <laughs> you know, there's, there's the, 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 the necessity to have a business line and a home, you know, just a regular friends and family line and, and for tax purposes and just yeah. for sanity purposes, not crossing those streams right. is important. And I'm excited to be able to do that, to have a different number on my business card and not exactly. have to rely on Google Voice for it. You or, know? or carry around multiple phones where I see lots of people do that, which I think Yeah, I've never done that. Crazy. I refuse to carry multiple yeah. phones. I refuse. I see well, I don't know if you know Barry Falk. He's our, he's a good friend of, of my, mine, and he's uh, uh, a part of MacStock and a lot of that stuff. You, I don't think you know him, but he's a mobile uh, guy. 
shout out to Barry because he's a good friend. And uh, he he carries around lots of phones with him, and he does yeah. Pokemon, and there's a picture of him on Facebook of him. <laughs> four phones across the way. He's Pokemoning all four with them. So I couldn't get into that either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I must I be old because I, I can't. can't get into Pokemon. I've been trying. I've been trying to force myself into getting into Fortnite. I can't do it. I'm no. trying really hard. I want to understand what's so we're, magical about it, but I can't do it. We're, we're, we're very much alike. So anyway, not – not much else exciting to talk about the seeding of the public beta, so it'll, it'll yeah. be out soon. So it's just, it'll probably be a minor a minor update. So, yeah. Uh, the second story caught my eye. I don't know if you had a chance to w- see this story. Um, an Apple Watch told a 46 year old man that he had an irregular hy- heartbeat, and it was right. So, oh, I did not see that. Th- this, oh, this, so it, it helped somebody. That's it, awesome. it it did. Yeah, this was on Good Morning America on ABC. And uh, the 40, it was a 46-year-old man. He was a communications consultant from Richmond, Virginia. And uh, he's, he's active, uh, does Taekwondo, uh, uh, does all kinds of exercise, and no history of any problems. But when he got his new Apple Watch Series 4 uh, and uh, went through and did the, uh, uh, did, did the update to the phone, to the, to the watch, it kept telling him, it kept warning him that, that you have AFib, you have atricular fibrillation. And then just kept bugging him, it kept bugging him, and he just... Uh, this can't be. This can't be. So, he uh, he went and did it again. Did the test, and, and sure enough, that's what it was showing mm. on the watch. He goes mm. to the he goes to his doctor, and and yes, he did have AFib. So wow, that's just better better living and life saving through technology. Now, now that makes me want to get one because I yeah. literally I have the the previous version, and I I wasn't planning on get one. I bought my girlfriend one, but yeah. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> planning on getting one for myself because I, I was like this was just fine. But I'm getting up there, and yeah. why not have an you know an extra safeguard? It couldn't hurt, right? Yeah, I just bought one for my wife, and uh, she loves it now. I mean, I mean, she she had the series zero, so we we, we just got her the series four, and I and we and I already had my series four, of course, because <laughs> I buy yeah. everything new. If, if you don't know me so well, but we'll get that you'll get to know me. <laughs> my cool. upgrading, well, my, we're very similar. I'm yeah. feeling getting the feeling. We're very. Yeah, similar. I think we are. We'll find out here in a second with your gear discussion I talk about here. So, but yep. check out the story. Both these show the, both both these news stories are in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's it's just scary. But uh, I'm I'm very happy to have this Apple Watch and it's monitoring me. I'm I'm, I'm healthy. I'm good. So I I don't I don't think I have anything to worry about for now. Yep. But we're, yep. we're, for, for, we're good. So 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 let's uh, go ahead and move uh, to uh, the topics of the day. And um, the first topic I that I like I said I always do with my show is uh, I like to um, ask my guests what they, what gear they have and. And this is unique because a lot of the shows you probably go on uh, to talk about anything, but I like to keep my show focused on iOS and and, and discussions of what what and, and what you do with iOS as far as uh, any your your devices as well as what you have. So go ahead and yeah. tell me which which iPhone do you have? Well, this is exciting because this is this is one of the reasons I was I was excited that you invited me on because yeah. I'm I'm in this sort of this weird molting transitional period, you know, right now. I think I would argue that many people are. But in my bag, mm-hmm. typically, so I'm a photographer by trade right. and by vocation, right? Yeah, go ahead and talk so, people about what your yeah. background is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my 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 background is I was a, a combat photojournalist in the United States Air Force for eight years. I oh. got out, yeah. and just to compress it down into you know a nugget, got out, uh, worked for Apple, worked for Adobe, managing photography projects. Uh, from a marketing standpoint at those companies as well as yeah. Yahoo, sure. and then branched out and started This Week in Photo and 
am in the process of trying to live happily ever after. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. so you and me both I'm chasing that happily ever after horizon line. Um, but you know, in terms of what's in my bag, my, from a, you know, photographers out there will understand this. We have an addiction to oh, bags. I'm a you know, photographer to, too. Yeah, there's I'm, never, you can, you, uh, you you can never have enough bags. There's always another bag that has something that you want in it. It's like, I'm, I would imagine, I not to sound sexist, <laughs> not to sound sexist, but I would imagine this is the feeling that women get with Michael Coors and those kinds of purses and, um, you know, that kind of thing. We're, we're, um, we're getting along really well. I have a really bad, bad bag <laughs> fetish, too. You should see my closet full of bags I have. So. I have a whole closet dedicated to just yeah. a mountain of camera bags, Most, <laughs> many of them with the tags still on them. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. Uh, your addiction has affected me in the following <laughs> ways. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, so, but here's the cool thing, though. Um, I, you know, I had the revelation a couple of weeks ago, or actually a couple months ago, that you know, I've been carrying around camera bags my entire life for the most part yeah. and not really not shooting enough to make a camera bag my primary mode of stuff carriage. Right. Right. So I started looking around and I, you know, on Amazon, on the laptop one night and I found this bag from a company called eBags. Yep. And, and stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's a backpack. I was looking for a backpack that I could just throw my stuff in and just, you know, but I wanted one. I had some very specific needs. I need to be able to put my laptop in there, my MacBook Pro. I need to be able to put a, a tablet in there. I need a place for assorted cables, especially now with a new MacBook Pro, right? Uh, <laughs> so I needed cables and dongle storage and all that. Uh, and I found this eBags, and I got to tell you, man, it has been the best bag that I ever purchased. And the revelation from a photographer standpoint is they mark up oh, these yeah. camera bag companies mark up Big their time. bags almost to an insane amount. Cause I got this e-bag and I was expecting it to be like 200 bucks, 300. It was under a hundred bucks or something. And it's a beautiful bag. And it's so cool that I'm like, maybe I should go buy another one in case these guys go out of business. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just in case something happens to this bag. So I have a backup. Um, but in terms of what's in it, uh, you'd be surprised. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minimalist. So inside my bag is, um, from an from a iOS standpoint, yes. is an 11-inch, uh, 11-inch iPad Pro, the new one. Check um, with me. So, yep, <laughs> so I've got that in there. And there's reasons behind me not getting the 12.9, but there's the 11-inch 11, 11 in there. And I love it to death with a keyboard cover on it. And then there's I, I also have a, the... Um, iPhone, the new iPhone, you know, the, the XS Max yes. with God, We're, we're going to get along really well here. I, you got everything. Uh, there's my, here's my Max. There you go. <laughs> here's my, mine, got, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, 256 we're, AT&T, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy with it. Same, same with the iPad. The iPad, yeah. I bought it 256 AT&T, Wi-Fi. Nice. Um, nice. So they're good to go. Um, but that's, the, you know, in terms of the stuff I carry around me, with me, Hardware wise, it's those two iOS devices yep. and in my car is a is a little iPhone tripod yep. that, I, that I carry around with a, with a clamp on it that you can put a tripod on it or that you can put a, you know, stick your phone into it and also have another mount that is it's it's like a I call it like a half gimbal because it's stabilized. It's a gimbal yep. that's that's mm -hmm. gyroscopically stabilized, but only on one access axis. So, you know, kind of left and right, but not forward and back or anything. So, and that's it. You know, and I purposely keep it minimal. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's purposely minimal for weight, for yep. for less complexity, 
And for the, and I want to be like, I'm not the guy that's running around. I call it the Iron Man suit people that, yeah. that put Iron Man suits on their, on their iPhones with yeah. lenses and mounts and brackets and all this stuff. <laughs> and you dig through all this, this complexity and there's a phone in there somewhere. I'm not that guy. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Apple worked really hard and I used to work at Apple. So Apple worked really hard on these phones. They did. And, and why would I, you know, I'm going to use the phone as intended for the most part. So that's, that's kind of my, my, my MO. And, and no lenses. You don't get into the lenses for your phone, no. do you? Okay. No. Yeah, we've done shows on This Week in Photo about those about those third-party lenses. Yeah, and yeah. no no disrespect to the people that love them. There's a lot of people that love them. Like yeah. You do macro and telephoto and all that. But for me, as a photographer, remember, I'm a ph- yeah, speaking from a photographer. Exactly. I asked you this question. <laughs> yeah, I look, at, I look at those lenses and I think, well, <laughs> okay, my phone is going to be a phone. I'm going to take shots that are designed to be... T- to be captured with that particular device, which is, I mean, you've seen these shot yeah. on iPhone billboards, right? I mean, yeah, you can yeah. do a lot of cool stuff with that thing out of the box. And I haven't scratched the surface of what it can do. So I think it's disingenuous of me to say, you know, I need to make, yeah, Apple, yeah, you're smart. Johnny Ive, you guys are smart, but yeah. you know, I'm going to go buy this third party thing and slap it over the precision optics you guys spend billions of dollars creating. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't do that. And then from a photographer standpoint, it's, I, I shoot mirrorless cameras. I'm a yeah. I'm, I'm a Lumix ambassador, so I have yep. Lumix mirrorless Lumix cameras and a bunch of lenses, and you know. So I'm my mindset is if I need to take photography where I need to have that much control over the shot, you know, with with lenses and larger sensor size for more data and raw and all that stuff, then I'll use the proper camera. Yeah. But for for I would say a good. Most people, it's ninety nine percent of the stuff they shoot is with iPhone. For like for photographers, it's probably closer to eighty. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Over eighty percent of the stuff I shoot, it's going to be with the iPhone. The rest is probably going to be planned in advance enough for me to go grab a proper camera. Yeah, I mean, uh, and you guys, you get to know me too. Is I, I I was really into photography for a long time and uh, did darkroom work, did uh, you know the film film cameras. I had an old micro, I had an old Micromat EL. If you remember that camera, I do. Yeah, yeah that I, I was had a that. Tank. That was a tank. I loved that camera. You could uh, kill somebody with yeah. that. Thing. Are, are you? And if if you had your choice, are you Canon or Nikon? Uh, well, uh, kind neither. Of so, neither. That's so, right. You're, you're doing Lumix. That's right. I'm Lumix. I'm Lumix yeah. in the military for eight years. The Air Force. I don't know if they still are, but the Air Force was yeah. primarily and only Nikon. So right. Nikon's I'm, I'm in Nikon. my blood. Yeah, yeah, Nikon's in my blood. If I was yeah. to go to uh, to a mirror, you know, a, a larger camera other than the Panasonic, it would probably be to the Nikon Z series. Yeah, I mean, I got the DSLR. I got a D seven thousand, which is an older camera, but you know, it's good for when I need it. I pull it out and you know, take the pictures. Got a you know, a eighteen to two hundred zoom on it. But I mean, yeah. but this with this iPhone. Why? I just get so crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 looking for. I'm doing. I'm going to be doing a a, a trolley tour here with my friend uh, this week on Friday, and it's going to have the the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago zoo zoo lights and a lot of other stuff. I'm just going to take my iPhone. I'm going to take pictures. I want to. I just want to really want to. Uh, uh, do it just just do it, do it right. We want to make sure. Yeah, we, we, we take good pictures. And, and th- this iPhone 10s Max has got an amazing camera. So it is ridiculous. It is yeah. uh, you know it blows my mind, especially with the with the the depth of field or bokeh control after the fact. Yeah. You know, when they first launched yeah. that, it was like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's you know, I can see the mask. Yeah. It's trying to build. It's failing. This new version is clean. <laughs> it's yeah. really. It is really clean, so much so that you're like, you know, yeah, there's limitations, you know, your distance when you actually distance from the camera lens to the subject, yeah. you know, you have to be far, far enough away for it to gather enough, enough depth of detail. 
But beyond that, it is yeah. oh, it is it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I mean, you know, and I was when I was in the military, the images out of even two years ago iPhone rivaled what we were doing with multi thousand dollar you know, multi hundreds of pound kits back then. Right, exactly. <laughs> With no connectivity, you know, and no apps. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one other case I'll mention Think Tank. Remember Think Tank? Oh, yeah. Well, Think Tank. Think, I love those guys. This case, you see, you see it on my camera, but not everybody else does. But um, I was an obsession. I bought the, the fanny pack for my DSLR. I bought this, this pack here to hold all my stuff. Then I have yeah. small little pouches that are holding all my accessories. And of course, it's not photography stuff. It's, hard drives and all kinds of other stuff. They're another, yeah. they're, they're another obsession of, of, uh, of, of cases I've looked at too. So it's a think yeah. tank. So anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, change gears here a little bit. Um, and uh, let's, uh, let's kick in and talk a little bit about photo editing on an iPad and or an iPhone. Um, okay. uh, Affinity Photo and a uh, Photoshop, that's been kind of the big battle as of late as far as uh, the, the editing uh, tools that are out there. Uh, Adobe Photoshop, of course, uh, is supposed to be getting released pretty soon here for iPhone full out that they demonstrated during uh, when they rolled out uh, the new iPad. Um, what were your thoughts on the new Photoshop when you saw it uh, during the show, uh, during the, uh, the event, uh, the Apple event? Impressed. Yeah, impressed. Yeah, very impressed. And I'm very excited to see... I want to play with it and see it yeah. in action. And, and, but the caveat with that is, you know, there's, there's the whole, and no faulting Adobe for, for switching their business model to subscription with creative cloud and all oh, that. Sure. Um, you know, the, you got to make money, you got to satisfy shareholders and you got to stay in business. So I understand that. Um, but at the same time, looking at my little household economy, yes, <laughs> like, exactly. you know, looking at these, these one-off apps that you just give them some money and you own the app, you know, like in the old days, remember right. that? Yes. So, yeah, the old days of just purchasing the bits and, and owning a couple of revisions and then maybe paying a small fee for an upgrade, you know, later, yeah. that's very attractive. And it the Affinity Photo and those in InLight and those kinds of apps have made me take a step back mm -hmm. and kind of really think, and I think a lot of people are in this boat, you know, you take a step back and you think, am I really using all the features that I'm paying for or do I own a mansion and I'm living in one room of it, you know, <laughs> but I'm paying the mortgage and the taxes for this giant mansion or do I need something like a three bedroom home that is more than enough for what I need? Yeah. I could grow into it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but the Adobe smart, right? Cause you have, there's certain things that I need Photoshop for currently or that I think I need it for. So, but you know, as as you as you progress the conversation, we'll kind of get yeah. into where my mindset is with this stuff. Because it's, it's the the argument for keeping Photoshop around and even Lightroom around are yeah. it's becoming thinner and thinner every single day. You know, as we go it down is. the line, and as I, iPads get more and more powerful, it's it, the argument for well, I need if I'm going to do real work, I need to be on a proper computer. That's yeah. going away. It really because is because that's the, the debate. Yeah. There's stuff I can do on my iPad that I can't do on the on the desktop or that's easier to do on the iPad with a pen, with the pencil. With the pencil. Yeah. Sitting in front of the couch, chilling, relaxed, you know, versus okay, I have the MacBook Pro and it's serious and I'm getting all this stuff done right. and you know. Well, I mean, so. I th 
I think too, like we talk about Adobe and everybody bashes Adobe with the going with the the cloud subscription. And that's, you know, it is what it is. This is the type, this is what's going on in this world. I mean, Microsoft does it with Office 365. I mean, I mean, it isn't going to, there's no way around it at this point. Yeah. I like the model. There's so many holdouts out there still running CS5, CS6. <laughs> and then they say, oh, I'm still fine with this, but I'm not going to even upgrade my OS. I'm going to keep using CS6. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not that guy. I what, can't do that. No, you like, just can't anymore. You have to, you have to be reactive in, 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 uh, with these products. I mean, you just, you just can't at this point. I mean, yeah, yeah granted, you're going to spend, if you get the full, full out subscription, the creative cloud, it's $800 a year. I mean, it's a, it's a yearly subscription. I mean, it's a lot of money, but you got to decide is, is it important to you? Right. Now, as far as editing and f- photography, I mean, I, I, I know Adobe is going to bring all their products over. And I mean, they were talking about Premiere uh, mm-hmm. coming in for video and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, probably Illustrator and uh, possibly even InDesign. Who knows? I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's going to, all those products are going to, if they come to the iPad, I mean, people are going to, like you said, we're, we talked about 12.9 inch versus 11 inch. I mean, we're, I mean, you may want that 12.9 inch and yeah. use that as, as your primary device. I mean, these designers yeah. are going to probably be, I mean, you're going to see more and more designers that that's all they're doing now. They're not. Or you may even uh, shift, you know, I was thinking yeah. the, here's, here's where my brain was when I got the 11 inch. Cause I'm in the world right now. So, I've, you know, my, my device ecosystem is MacBook pro 15 inch touch yeah. bar with, uh, you know, I got the watch, albeit not the one that'll save my life, but I got the watch, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got a uh, late model iPhone, the XS max and 11 inch iPad. Right. So what I'm thinking is if, if I'm able to, it would be great to be able to switch my, to take the iPad pro out you know, I'll keep it for the foreseeable future, obviously. Sure. Uh, but to be able to do the majority, if not all of my work on iOS and have a 12 inch iPad as my main work computer, you know, per se, mm-hmm. and the 11 inch travels around with me everywhere I go, you know, and then, right. you know, just have, but, but I'm living in an iOS USB-C world versus sort of this fragmented world that I'm living in now with multiple operating systems, different apps over here, nothing syncs, you know, my MacBook doesn't have LTE on it, you know, so it'd be nice to have everything all in one place and feel modern. So that, that if Adobe is working towards that direction and, and skating to where the puck is going to be, I think that's where the puck is going to be, you know, in a, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. You know, there's caveats. Not everything can be done on a tablet. You need a proper computer, proper True. keyboard, you know, the screen real estate, all that for for a lot of work. But for me personally, for photography and content creation, if I can do it all on a lightweight device without a whole lot of overhead and you know, the, the Mac OS operating system running right. behind the scenes, I I'd be more than pleased to at least give it a shot. Yeah. So, so you did, you did start using affinity photo a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Alison Sheridan did a great uh, review on it. She had been, been really excited about it for a while. I've seen yeah. it kind of t- uh, trail off a little bit about a lot of discussion about it, but wh- wh- where do you think it is now as far as it's pro uh, if it's, it's competitiveness with, uh, with Photoshop? I think it's highly competitive with Photoshop for uh, all but, you know, power users and educators. In fact, I um, on on this week in photo, I had Renee mm-hmm. Robin on last week. And yeah, she's I, I a, listened to the show. It was a great show. Oh, cool. Yeah. She's a compositing artist. And the yeah, I think I asked her that that you know, I asked her specifically about iOS. I asked her about the the idea of being able to switch away from Photoshop into something else on the on you know whatever operating system she's using. She's yeah. on Windows, yeah. Um, and 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And she said, you know, and that's that's a good point, the operating system, because the, the her yeah. point was she's an artist and yeah. she has muscle memory built in on how to use these apps. And she has a vision that pops in her head that eats away at the base of her skull yeah. that she has to go sit in the front of the computer and create. And the hot coals that she would have to walk over to learn a new software program or a new operating system is not worth it for her versus, you know, just sticking to what she knows and getting the work done. I would imagine there's a lot of people out there like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been playing around with it. I think it's, it, it, it's a lot easier to edit out, but I'll be the first to admit I'm not, I'm no Photoshop expert by any means. I, I, you're a photographer and you probably use it a lot more and understand a lot more than I do with layers. And, and, and I've been all these years, I've always wanted to be able to dig in and really learn it. And it seems like affinity photo is a good way to start if you're not a per, if you're not a person who is very well versed in Photoshop to start, um, but I could see a professional they they've been they're so used to Photoshop they'd be like oh yeah it's gonna be pretty tough to to play mm-hmm. with but yeah and, in corporate you know you're in corporate retouching houses you know yeah, it's, exactly it's kind of like you know it, you know you're you're in some some office or or you know the situation where you need to know the Microsoft Office type you know those right. those suite like, of apps I'm the same. and then you yeah. and then you show up and you're like yeah I don't use word I use pages you know it's yeah. <laughs> it can do most of what word can do but I or I don't I don't use excel I use numbers, <laughs> numbers. you know oh. yeah and numbers is fine I mean, for, for most of us yeah. yeah for most of us but for people that are in corporate doing these no. multi-layered pivot tables and all this crazy stuff they're going to look at you like We'll come back when you grow up a little and we're, you know, we'll work yeah. with you. It's not quite the same with, with Affinity and Photoshop, but it's similar in right, terms of right, right. being an industry standard. It's like going going to Hollywood and saying, hey, I'm really good in iMovie or I'm really good in this app that you guys aren't using. You know, so but for your home use and for like for most of 90 percent of the things that I do, um, Affinity Photos, perfectly fine. I would I would probably argue it's probably closer to 95 or more. It's perfectly fine, and it's a bargain. Was it twenty dollars, nineteen ninety nine? I think. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think, and I think that's a problem. For me, I think that that's from looking at it from a marketing perspective. There's this whole thing called price perception, you know, and uh, if you price something too low, humans, as we most of us are, will will assume that it's cheap and not worth it. So, but if you price it too high, you can't afford it. So you got to the the trick is to come where come in there so that. People understand that your this thing has some weight to it, and it's you're charging a fair amount of money, that, you know, because it's worth it, right. versus not so much money that they can't afford it. Right, right. So, no, no. Uh, so definitely, I, I recommend anybody check it out. Um, you can uh, get it on your iPad, and, and for photo editing, it's 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 it. You can't beat it. Twenty bucks. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's on your phone. It's on your iPad. It's, it's right, right. on all your devices. Right. I mean, I know Photoshop has it a little more, least expensive. The was it? The Photoshop Express has has mm-hmm. any has have you used that at all? Is it? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's. I, yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's horrible. It's for okay. a certain demographic that ain't me. <laughs> so, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> you know, it's like saying you know kale is horrible. I don't like yeah. kale, but a lot of people do. So. Yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, change gears a little bit here. I'll I'll uh, jump into some of the photography apps uh, that that I put on here, and you you added a few as well. Yeah. Um, Apple Clips that that's been a that's been kind of a fun fun way to to uh, spread some video joy as they have it on their website. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you dabbled in clips at all? I have. I've played around with a little bit. It's yeah. um 
it's it's it, I look at it. It's almost like an experiment in in uh, computational photography. Yeah. Because it's it's leveraging the two cameras and the depth map, um, and and AI features that are that are in the iPhone yep. to allow you to selectively replace backgrounds in real time and do that kind of stuff that traditionally would have required green screen and all that kind of stuff. Now right. you can just do it wherever you are with software and it'll just look at you and change your background. So those kind of things are pretty cool. But it, you know, yeah. and the the other side of it is I look at it as. You know, some people sitting in a room in Apple and they're like, you know, this it, people seem to like the Snapchat thing. You know, what oh, can we Snapchat, do that to, yeah. to snag up some of those people that like Snapchat? That's, I'm, that's I'm, kind of I'm what old. it feels like. I'm old. Yeah, me too. I can, me too. I, I've tried Snapchat. I just, no, I can't. I just tried. I bounced right off. I I'm, bounced I mean, right I'm, off. I still have an account, but I just, I don't remember last time I've gone on there. So yeah. um, the other one that's always been very popular and then Google had bought them is Snapseed. Um, yeah, and Snapseed yeah. is very powerful for for being I use it for, every day for for insanely be, for being free. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done I as you you may know I'm most of the listeners know I'm the president of an Apple user group here in the Chicago area. Uh, we had a special interest group with photography, and we've also had some webinars, and we've had sessions just talking about using Snapseed and, and learning how to use it and to to get into it and the filters and and yeah. it it's a great program and for free and, and like you say, you use it every day. Yeah. Yeah. I use it every day. It's a, it's, it's missing a couple things that I would love to have in it, but yeah. that thing is my go-to app. Like literally it's my, I open that more than probably any other photo app on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And, so it, and it, yeah, it's, it's, and to edit it's, on your phone. Just think about that. I mean, what yeah. you're, you're, you're editing this on your iPhone. I mean, yep. you can pull out your iPad, obviously you'll get a much better view of the photo, but in a quick pinch, you want to do it on your phone, and especially us with having the 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 10s Max, having the nice big screen, that helps yeah. a little bit. But uh, but uh, and then of course Apple has its own built-in Apple Photos, um, which yeah. is more so a kind of like a Lightroom-ish. It stores it stores your photos, organizes them for you. But it does have some. some they've really done a good job of adding some better editing features in it, don't you think? As far as I the, do, I do, design. I do. It's more. Yeah, I look at Apple Photos as being more. It's down closer to the OS. Right. It's it's more married to the OS versus a third party app that's running on the OS because it's Apple. Right. They can they can closely marry their software with their hardware. Right. Um, but I, I yeah, like I was, I was saying at the beginning of this, I'm sort of in this transitional period yep. trying to get my brain around what my 2019 flow is going to look like, both on the video production side and on the yep. photography side and on the hardware side with the iOS devices. So I'm trying to think through what's the best What's the best flow? Where should I be storing my photos? Where should I not be storing them? And, and in fact, that line of thinking led to tonight's episode. We're doing, we're recording an, yeah. Yeah. recording and streaming an episode of Twip as we record this tonight in about an hour. Nice. And and the topic of that show is privacy. So we're talking about mm. privacy pixels and photos and how to protect yourself. And all that's in light of Google testifying before Congress this week yes. and. The Marriott breach and Google shutting down Google Plus early because of breaches and Apple, in, you know. I just went into my Google Plus app and I deleted everyone in my circles. I got rid of. I just wanted. I just emptied it. I don't. I have nobody left in my circles, and I just. Yeah. I just did it on my iPhone. I'm gonna go on the, tonight and just delete the account. I don't. I I, I want to delete it ahead of everything else. It just disgusts me how how bad that. I mean yeah. that, that that Google just let that go into the tank, and it yeah. just it was sad. It was very sad. So, but there, yeah, it, it, it had some great it had some great options in social as well as photography and iOS, and there were just there was a lot of lot of good options it had. It just yeah, Google just failed. It's a it's a good example. It's a good referendum, I would say, on 
cloud services and yeah. the commitment and marketing that these multi-billion dollar companies put behind these cloud services when they're all excited about them and they're dating, you know, mm. they just met and it's the third date, you know, remember the Google, Google even threw a conference, a Google plus photos conference in that. San Francisco and with Trey Radcliffe and all these people there yep. that were, were saying, this is the next thing, you know, we are, we're committed to this platform and Google, you know, it, it was insane. It was like a, it was like a Ted talk thing, but for photographers based around Google plus, and then you fast forward to today and it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, we tried it. Didn't work. We're done with it. You know, go, yeah, go get your images. <laughs> remember Google Wave? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I remember Google Wave. Yeah. That, it's, it's, it's in the Google graveyard in their backyard. All, yeah, all the graveyard items that, that are out there with Google. But uh, yeah. Um, another app uh, I, I was, I always liked, and I think if I'm not, if I'm not, uh, wrong, uh, the, the, the great photographer, Lisa Bethany created this one is a uh, uh, camera plus. Yeah, um, she did. Yeah, and, she uh, did. She's a great photographer. And, uh, um, I know cause I remember your, your show kind of, kind of came through with Leo Laporte, right? With, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh with yeah. his, this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're, remember, we're cousins. I, we're cousins. I, yeah, no. And, uh, I remember her having a show on, on his network at one point I used to watch all the time. It was, uh, I think it was this week. Or was it this week in photo or was it uh uh i forgot what her show was no oh, they named it something else something it wasn't this week in photo. yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was it was something, something else, else. Yeah. but uh but anyway she yeah that that's that's still a great app it's, i think it's considered legacy now i mean i think mm-hmm. they're still developing it does have that has anything else gone i haven't heard anything about camera plus lately i think i think either. they're i don't know if it's still being actively developed or if they're just letting it sort of die on the vine because there's you know since since lisa and that team yeah. launched camera plus Right. You know, that was it, there were there were only a couple of trees in the forest back then. Now it's, yeah. you know, well, it's huge. I mean, it's huge. It's this, huge. This, Competition this is fierce. <laughs> this know? list we're going through could go. I could we could probably list another 20 or 30, even more, probably. Yeah, totally. So a couple of these others I have not had any experience with. So I'm going to have you kind of lead the way. The first one I see here was Pixel Loop. Yeah, you're going to dig that. That's from the folks that make in light, I believe. Okay. But Pix, Pixel Loop is a. um What's the best way to describe it? You're familiar with cinemagraphs, right? Where Mm -hmm. you have a shot and it's a still shot, but there's some element in there that's moving. What what Pixel Loop does and Plotiverse as well, what those two apps do is let you take in a a photo that you've already taken. Say it's a photo that has some clouds in it. Mm -hmm. And with a couple of little drags of the, the pencil or your finger on the screen, you can make those clouds move realistically. Okay. Which is crazy. It's That's almost awesome. like magic. Yeah, it's almost like magic. It does some some really crazy math in there. And there's masking where, you know, if you like, for example, if I wanted to I had a shot of you standing on a, a mountain with clouds in the background and I wanted those clouds to move, I could paint a mask on you or drop some pins on you and the mountain to make sure that those things didn't move. And then, you know, drag some some vectors in the sky or some directional arrows in the sky mm-hmm. and the sky would just automatically start moving realistically. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And the other feature in there that blew me away, this mm-hmm. really blew me away, man. It was the, in pixel loop was their sky replacement feature. Really? And as a photographer, I was like, yeah, it's not going to work. It's going to look like crap, you know, come on. You know, <laughs> so you know, I, I tested it. I went online and I went on Google. just, you know, this is literally last night pull down a couple of photos of landscapes and skylines with uh, with nice clouds in them yeah. and then just loaded them into that app on the phone. I did it on the tablet and the phone, yeah. but on the phone and said, replace the sky with this one. You know, there's a red, a reddish magic hour sky, you know, with nice clouds in it. 
found the buildings, replaced the sky, made a mask seamlessly with no work from me. And this is on your iPad. This is on the iPad and the phone. <laughs> and, the, and the iPhone. That's that's yeah. awesome. That's, you're gonna that's be, crazy. Like like Chuck Joyner says, you're gonna be you're spending my money already here on these apps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you gotta have that one. Yeah. It is. It, it's and, and just a tip of a photographer's tip about using Pixel Loop mm-hmm. and apps like that, Plotiverse as well, is they work best. I would I would argue that Pixel Loop works better on. Uh, well, they both work great on on natural reoccurring patterns like clouds or uh, random things like waves or grass in a field, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. You can animate those things realistically really easy from a still photograph um, where I would believe – well, I would say Pixel Loop probably has a leg up over Plotiverse is in geometric patterns. Like a like a staircase or an escalator or something like that. Mm-hmm. You had a staircase, a staircase, a static staircase that you want to turn into an escalator. You can do that in these <laughs> in yeah, these apps wow. in That's about crazy. ten minutes, literally. So you could have a you know, oh, I like those stairs. Make them turn into an escalator realistically in about ten minutes. Crazy, yeah, crazy stuff. And you keep mentioning Plotiverse. Uh, what the, what's that one? Uh, very uh, similar to Pixel similar? Loop. They do okay. they do very similar things. The, the, one of the big differences about Plotiverse is they um, they're trying to build in uh, a community slash ecosystem around the software where you know you go in and you build something cool, you upload it. And it's almost Facebook style where you upload it or Google Plus style. You know you okay. upload your photo, people can comment on it, they can follow you, you know they can hire you, that kind of thing. Great. So, and you got uh, just a couple others here: motion portrait, living live portrait, Luma Fusion, and Enlight. Are those all similar? What? How do you? No, yeah, I'll blow through these. You're, yeah. I'm going to spend your money. So, no, I know it sounds like it already. <laughs> I've, I've, as you see, my, as you see me in the show notes here, I'm putting the links in here. I'm ready to go look. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, motion portrait. Yeah. So I gave it. I'll give you a little background. I gave a, I gave a talk in Ohio a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and the title of the talk is "Time Travel for Photographers." Mm-hmm. And basically, what the gist was, I was teaching people how to do this kind of stuff: add selective motion, long exposures, multiplicity, that kind of thing. And one of the the questions that used to come up in my talks all the time was, "Well, you know, that's great. I can animate these photos. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but..." Only people online can see it, you know, that they have a proper computer or a tablet or a phone or whatever, which is fine because, you know, everybody has that. So whatever. Um, But then the question becomes, you know, good old fashioned photos on the wall. Those aren't going away anytime soon. Picture of your grandparents on the wall, your parents, your kids or whatever on the wall. How do you merge that world with this new world? Enter motion portrait and live portrait. So specifically live portrait. So what live portrait does, mm-hmm. let me make sure I explain this right because this is magical. It allows you to marry a still photo with a video, a short video clip, mm-hmm. and using the app in augmented reality, it will, when you when it detects, if you run the app and aim the camera at a photo that you've loaded in any place in the world, it will see that photo, use recognition of some sort to say, oh yeah, that photo that goes with this video, it will replace that photo in frame real time and augmented reality in on your wall. So as you sort of move around, that video starts playing on the wall. So now you can see where this is going. Like with, with apps like Plotiverse and Pixaloop, you can create, you know, here's a picture of your wife on a hill and the clouds are moving in the background. You got a little music or whatever. You have that video. You take a still of that, print it, 
put it on the wall and then look at it through that app. And suddenly the picture comes to life, That's you awesome. know, kind of Harry Potter style is it's very crazy. It's very cool. Um, so that's live portrait. The motion portrait app is an app that allows you to, t- again, take a still photo and add animation to it, you know, photos, basic mm-hmm. or uh, portraits. Yep. So if I take a photo of you, I can load your face into the app, tell you, tell it where your eyes are and where your mouth is, and it will bring that photo to life wow. in 3D. <laughs> wow. start, start animating it and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then these apps so, are all in your toolbox. You do you use these uh, oh, all, I use all them the time? All, yeah. Okay. Yep, I use okay. them all. I use them. All these are on my phone right now. So LumaFusion. I'm surprised you haven't heard of LumaFusion. You've I, never I, heard of that? One? I may have. I have to go look at the. Let me see. Yeah, LumaFusion is the iPad and and iPhone. Oh yeah, I just, I, do, I just bought this. <laughs> the Final Cut. Yeah, it's basically Final Cut. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I just bought this and I was because I had I found it. Yeah, because I have Final Cut Pro, but. I still have to start learning it, but uh, no, this yeah. is I, uh, yeah because they, they don't have Final Cut Pro for for uh, iPad, so not least, yet, at least not, not yet. yet. But yeah, no, yeah, I, how funny! I just bought this. Yeah, it is it is brilliant. You're gonna love it. Yeah, that was a wise purchase because LumaFusion is you know some people say oh it's like iMovie for your it's not like iMovie it is mm-hmm. like no it's Premiere or Final Cut on your device and when I say device on your iPad or your iPhone. Right. So you can you can be editing video, 4K video. I was testing LumaFusion last night. I was editing 4K video. I brought in green screened footage Mm -hmm. and keyed out the green, had a layer with that. I had music, three tracks of music or one track of music and two tracks of sound effects playing and another effects layer on top, all on the iPad. (laughs) And I did not drop one frame. It was completely fluid. and, And it was a. When you play with it, you'll you'll understand yeah, because no. it, it feels like a completely different experience than editing with a mouse because you're sitting there, lean back in the chair with your tablet and a pencil, and you're moving, dragging clips around that way, and it just feels more natural. It's so weird. That, that's awesome. And then you have Enlight was the other one, last one that. Uh... Yeah, Enlight in, is another photo editing app. Okay. You know, so you know if you're looking at photo editing apps and and. I or uh, Photoshop type replacement software definitely give InLight a look because they, they actually make a suite of apps that okay. are that are focused on semi pro and professional level image processing. Gotcha. Now we've got all these links in the show notes. Thanks for that great list. I want to change gears here a little bit and talk a little bit about photo storage and what were your favorite services. I kind of threw a few, a few of mine on there. I mean, of course, you being a professional, I know SmugMug would be number one on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we talked about Flickr a little bit. I was, I'm just beyond excited what uh, what uh, Flickr is now going to be. It's it's being uh, getting away from uh, uh, Yahoo finally. In January, yeah. we can finally get rid of our Yahoo accounts on our Flickr. And because yes. I, I kind of just disappeared, I'm, I'm assuming you're pretty active in Flickr. Uh, but I mean, I jumped on that that discount they had when they even first announced it. Smugmug, of course, bought Flickr, and yep. uh, it's uh, uh, so I, I took advantage of that big discount. So I'm I'm good for another two years now. So I get 2019, yep. 2020. So um, uh, so. What's your thoughts on Flickr? It just, it, it's good. I mean, I think it's it is great. great. It is great, and you, you're right. Finally, they got away from the yeah. from the the albatross that was Yahoo. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they got away from it, and and you know, I know the guys at Smugmug personally. Yeah, and I, I know, you and, did. Yeah, and I'm a fan of their their story. And if you if you go on this week in photo and, and search Smugmug, you'll see a bunch of interviews I've did I've done with. Um, with the founders and and different people that are associated with them, but there it's it's a really 
it's a really uh, sort of almost stereotypical Silicon Valley story where guy has idea or no guy has problem. Guy solves problem. Other people notice that guys solve problem and they also have that problem. Guy decides to monetize it and takes off and he can't keep up, you know, with demand, you know, it's that, that kind of thing. Along with their, uh, you know, this was interesting. It was a little inside baseball. When I was at Adobe, I was working at Adobe. I remember Adobe trying to buy Smug Mug and Smug Mug said, no, we don't want to be bought. We want to remain independent because smart. (laughs) Yeah. Because we wouldn't be where we are today, you know? No. And yeah. And they, they had some amazing foresight not to not to give all their marbles to a large corporation like Adobe, who would have probably swallowed them up, and they may have been gone by now. Oh, they you probably know. would have disappeared, yeah. So I'm yep. thrilled that, that Smugmug is, it sounds like they're going to leave uh, uh, Flickr as its own independent entity. Um, the great thing is that no, no more free no, no more free ride of one terabyte of space. you got uh, a thousand photos if you're a free, freebie person, and yep. that well, that should filter out a lot of the riffraff that was on yes. uh, Flickr. <laughs> there was a lot and of I'm really happy about that. I'm, yeah, me too. I'm happy to give them money to keep a, a oh. premium service going versus, God, you know, making them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> versus making them try to figure out how to monetize it with ads or this or that or whatever. Yeah. Just, just charge us and make some cool stuff for us to, you know, and make it bulletproof. That's that's all we ask, and they're doing it. So, and but uh, again, SmugMug's more of a professional uh, storage service. So if you're not really a, a professional photographer, it, it is a little more pricey. Mm-hmm. As far as if you're looking to, to be very serious with your photos, and Smugbug's a great op, is a great, uh, uh, great choice. It is. Um, it's a one-two punch, though. I mean, you've got yeah. if if you're you know not professional or not in that world, then Flickr's probably more than what you'd ever need for you know image sharing and community and all that. Smugmug, on the other hand, a Smugmug, I'll call it Smugmug proper account gives you things like being able to sell your photos, passworded galleries and client facing this and that and couponing and, you know, all that kind of stuff that a professional photographer might need. So you could grow into it from Flickr, but it's, it's great that they have a solution for, for most of the audience right now. And then the two others I have on here, we'll just mention casually uh, Google photos. It's okay. I mean, they, Mm -hmm. they, they downsize your photo size to 16 megabit uh, or uh, 16 um, megapixel. So yeah. it's not it's a good place to store photos, I guess. But uh, that, but if you got if you got the money, go with Flickr. If you're going to store, your I photos. would go with Flickr. I mean, a yeah. lot of for me. I mean, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, right. Google Photos is is in the Google Plus family, and there's a lot of trust that's gone from that. You know, and I. It, it's it's hard to especially when you look at something like photos that you can't replace music is one thing because you can always like right. oh you know for some reason you know i lost all my music on whatever service there's tracks available on another service you can go get it and reconstitute your library right you know either at some cost or no cost at all with your photos if a if a company like google decides yeah google plus photos it's not going away until it is and now right. it's going away right, now right, go right. Go clean out your locker, kid, because we're shutting we're shutting that wing down, and you got to get your stuff out. Yeah. I don't want to have to deal with that, so I want to. I'd rather place bets on services that I feel like nothing's going to be around forever, but right. I'd rather place bets on services that are at least going to be around for the next couple of years, and that aren't, you know, in Congress battling. <laughs> right yeah, exactly. Now. 
So let's, uh, and, and I mentioned iPho- iCloud photo library. That's self-explanatory. That stores yeah. your photos. So yep. um, let's take a time here. I just want to get through the rest of our stuff here. And sure. um, I have a couple uh, gear picks I picked. Um, and you talked about your in your bag having a clip that the tripod mount. I have the the Glyph iPhone tripod mount. Thing is amazing. Yep. I it, have that too. Uh, $24, I think it is. Um, it locks and it, it's got, because I hated those ones where you, they were spring loaded. You always had to bring them back and forth to get them to get the darn phone in there. And and this one, it just sticks out and you set it the way you want it, lock it in place. And it yep. goes, and it go, it and goes landscape little. and it's tiny. It goes landscape or portrait, which is great. And, and it pairs nicely with, I also put in the Joby Gorillapod. Uh, if you want to have a nice little tripod that you can uh, wrap around and do some photo yep. stuff. That was my game. You and, you and I are brothers from another mother because I, <laughs> I use those same things. <laughs> and, you, and your two picks I have too. So go ahead. You can tell everybody what the, your two Apple picks were. Oh, my two, oh down, down below. So my, yeah, my Apple the, picks are the... Um, so the on my phone, my my Apple, you know the the okay. XS Max phone. I, the best case that I found, especially for photography, is the silicone case yeah. because of the grip on it. And I've tried the leather case from Apple. I've tried third party cases, yeah, etc. I got the leather. I got the leather because it. it yeah, and I love I, the leather's fine, but it's it's slippery. Silicon was the silicon was. Uh, the silicon was actually getting discolored for me when I would, when oh, I would really? carry it. So, but the, I mean, the leather was. It's okay. I agree. It is slippery, the leather, but I agree mm-hmm. on the silicon. Yep. And, uh, and the reason, the leather, I would argue, looks better um, because it's leather. You know, you got your little embossed or debossed Apple logo on there. But the silicon gives you just this extra level of grip, especially when taking photos, that it gives you that level of confidence to reach out with one hand and not feel like this thing is just going to jump out of your hand. Right, right. So, you know, and other stuff is cheap. I mean, I think that this little dip of rubber is 50 bucks, right, yeah, at yeah. Apple? Yeah, yeah, something like that. The thirty nine dollars, forty nine dollars, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I got the same keyboard case for you as well as you you mentioned for your iPad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you on a twelve, the twelve point nine, or the eleven inch? Eleven. I have the eleven. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, and we had that. Yeah, I was going to have that debate, but we might have to do this on another show because time's getting close here. Uh, but yeah, I decided on the eleven. I I was tempted on the twelve point nine. I had owned the twelve point nine the first generation, and it was just yep. ginormous. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, it, but it, but uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, 11 inches is my, is my baby. I am, I'm really loving yeah. it. And I'm sure you are too. And then I am really loving it. And I'll tell you the one, the one negative thing about that iPad, uh, keyboard cover case, whatever yeah. that I've been hitting is two, two main negatives. I don't know if it's just me getting used to it or no. just a design flaw is there the, the case attaches to the iPad magnetically. So right. there's really strong, I guess, rare earth magnets in there that hold the thing on. And I found that, you know, if I'm laying in bed or something and I grab the iPad wrong, it'll detach from it, you know, versus a, a, a case that's clamped on there, yeah. you know, that's kind yeah. of permanent. You have to struggle to get it off. Right, this right, one right. comes off a little bit too easy, yeah, um, which is I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting over that. But it is, you know, it's something that you have to get used to that. It's not physically attached as a magnets holding it on. And then the other pieces, the other and maybe I'm using the the keyboard case wrong but you don't have the ability to do that leaning down right. uh position it's either you know you get two levels of upright one angled and one kind of perpendicular to the ground or to the keyboard and then that's it or closed yeah. there's no you know there's one that the older cases you could put it at kind of a 20 degree angle and and sort of sit down and draw on it like that right. you can't do that with this particular case so in my head i'm thinking well maybe that's why they did the magnet thing so that 
you right. could just take it off easy and throw that case on a different case on it if you wanted to or, that, or that, something. And that's what I did. I bought the, uh, just the cover the the, the trying, you know, so it, it goes, stands up upright, the, the yeah. cover. So I have both. Yeah. I need call, to do that. That's, call me crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to put in a request to Santa for that. <laughs> so man, this, this, this show just flew by. We had such a great time. The time has just disappeared on us, but I, I want to give you an opportunity and, and it looks like you're going to be, I'm going to be spending some more money here. You put your link in, and then I also tell everybody about you and where everybody can find you as your trip, your trip pro course on iOS to photography. It looks like uh, I'm spending some more money here. Tell, oh, tell, us, cool. t- tell us about the, tell us about your course. Yeah. So, so we, um, myself and an, another TWIP regular Julio Shorio got together and decided that we wanted to do a course that just sort of covered the, the foundation of doing iOS photography, everything from, best practices and shooting to the like some of the things we talked about on this show the hardware like like the joby gorilla pods and the right. tripod mounts that you, you should use how to use the different modes properly because you'd be surprised a lot of people don't even understand how to use the different modes in there and what what the limitations and possibilities are so we cover it all of that it's almost like that's a, awesome yeah you remember back in the day, uh, David Pogue, oh, yeah. uh, New York Times, he used to write a series called The Missing Manual? Yes. I, it's kind of like The Missing Manual for I can't believe those disappeared, too. <laughs> yeah, it disappeared when David went and worked for, he took on the, a position with Yahoo. Yahoo, right. Yeah, and I don't know where he is now. I, so. I don't know where he went, so I see him on CBS News once in a while, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't thank you enough for being on a show and uh, I, I tell everybody where everybody can find you uh, and uh, what the, where, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on the stream and watch your show after this show. So let's uh, tell everybody about uh, the show and uh, where we can find you. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for inviting me on. No, so yeah. the, the show this week in photo, we're one of the longest running photography related podcasts. Um, I would argue probably in the solar system or in the universe, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you can't prove me wrong. Can you? Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, we were a weekly show as the name would indicate. And yeah. we, the, the format of the show, there's two main things that we do. We will do a round table discussion, typically every Wednesday at 6 PM Pacific, where okay. the topics of the week or whatever is just sort of hot right now, three photographers will get on and we'll sort of talk through it and, sure. and provide our thoughts on what people should do or the direction or, you know, whatever. So, and it, it tends to be entertaining. I'm the host of the show. So I keep the cadence going and, you know, <laughs> let, let people get their thoughts in. Um, and then the other, the other part of the show is interviews. So I do a, a ton of one-on-one interviews. In fact, nice. there's a library of hundreds of one-on-one interviews I've done with people from all corners of the industry talking about, photography and business and marketing, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and the entire site is free, you know, this week in photo. Yeah. yeah, Head over there this week in photo. And that search bar is your friend. If there's somebody you want to look up, Joe McNally, David Hobby, you know, Leo Laporte, whoever, just type their name into the search bar and it'll pull them up and you can listen and see what they have to say on particular issues. All right. Uh, let me wrap this up here. So uh, this is that's a wrap for this week. Please send us your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and even on TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to listen are there. You can listen to us. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Again, thank you, Frederick Van Johnson, for being here. What is your Twitter? What is your Twitter handle? 
You can find me at, uh, there's two places, Frederick Van or at This Week in Photo. Great. Thanks for listening. Thanks again.